Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today we have Jason L. Smith. Now he's got a resume beyond resumes. We're going to find a little bit more about his history, but today we're going to be talking about sales techniques and triggers. Now, for all of you who are listening, you know we don't talk a lot about sales. This is a marketing podcast, but it's really important that when you get your clients interested with our attract, intrigue, uh, engage, and influence process we have here, you still got to close the business. And that's one of the things we're going to talk to Jason about today. So Jason, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. It's great to be on here. So here's the thing. Why don't you give us a little bit about your history? I'd like for you to kind of cross a, a big brushstroke here because you have a lot of stuff that you do, not just personally in your own practice, but also for advisors. So I'm just going to let you riff for a few minutes and tell everybody kind of who you are and what you do. All right, sure. So I'll go back to the beginning. So I was a basketball player and had my sights set on the NBA. Yeah, right. No, I really did. That was like my life's goal. And I uh, got some scholarships and then all of a sudden blew out my ankle and then lost all my scholarships before I even went to my freshman year. And I was devastated and I grew to hate college. I grew to hate college so much that I hated it before I went there because they all pulled the scholarship. And then I ended up lasting a whole whopping three days. And then I decided in my infinite wisdom at 18, 19 years old to go door to door selling home healthcare policies. I got an insurance license and I was going door to door, knocking in the cold rain, dogs biting my ankles. I mean, just with a stack of cards that were just name, address, and phone number. And there were people that were turning 65 and I was knocking on these strangers' doors and I was taught to just say, hey, I'm here to see you in your, on your insurance. They'd be like, what insurance? I'd say, well, your medical insurance, do you have a moment? I'd reach for the door and I'd look down and one out of 10 would actually open the door when I would kind of start to reach for it. They'd open me up, get inside, and long story short, I'd call, ask for their insurance card. I'd call on their benefits. And lo and behold, they didn't have home health care. And then I would pitch them a home health care policy. So that's how I got started in sales. It was the most brutal, most un, no training and just hard knocks um, experience in my life. But when I look back on that, I think it really has brought a lot of the success and the endurance and the perseverance that I've been able to have to where I'm at today. So today I have my own financial planning practice. So we do comprehensive financial planning. We do assets under management, annuities, life insurance, asset-based long-term care. Those are all the tools to implement the financial plan. It really is a self-sustaining business. I'm in there about uh, two days a month on average. And uh, that business runs profitably with or without me. Pretty successful business, brings in about $60 million a year in new client assets. And then what I did about nine years ago is I partnered with a group of really smart people. I brought them together and I put together a company 
that is a process development training coaching company for financial advisors. And then we have some sister companies where we can help them with their insurance business and their managed money business, et cetera. So that's long story short, that's me and that's, that's where we're at today. Well, one of the things that really fascinated me about you is I just heard you present in Las Vegas right before the the heck happened here in the United States with the coronavirus. And you have a very, very specific selling system. And so let's talk about that. Let's go basics. And then, then at the end, I'd like for you to tell everybody about your selling system because I, I really hope people sign up for it because I was really, really impressed. But let's talk about your selling techniques. You train not only the advisors in, in, in your financial services firm, but also advisors all over the country about sales. Where do you even begin? So where do you even begin? So first of all, where you begin is there is nothing more important than making the connection, right? And so we have a, we actually have a document. It's called the Connection Questionnaire. And it's, and I'll tell you what, for all the years I've been in this business, when I go all the way back to the beginning, and I remember when the first year I joined Top of the Table, it was 16 years ago, and I'm in this room and I barely qualified. And I was like, these are all these, you know, MDRTs, Top of the Table, you got to make like, I don't know, five, 600 grand a year just to get in the room. And I'm 29 years old and I'm looking around there, or maybe 28, and all these rock stars. And I'm like, hey, what's the key to your success? What do you attribute the success that you have, you know, what's brought you to where you are today? And over and over, all over again, I would hear the questions you ask and the connection that you make to that client. And I heard that over and over. And so I've been very focused in my career of like gathering all the best questions and methodologies of how to psychologically make that connection with that prospective client. So to me, there's nothing more important than that. One of my mentors that is actually a business partner of mine today, John Del Greco out of Pittsburgh, you know, he said something to me years ago and it's always resonated and it keeps me on course. Every time I sit in front of a new perspective client, I, it, it plays in the back of my head, this, this line that he shared with me. And it's, if you don't, until you see their eyes hugging you, until you see their eyes hugging you, you do not start the fact-finding process. Ooh. And I live by that. Yeah. I love it. I, I mean, now, <laughs> you're kind of going against some of the standard thought here, brother, because, you know, we're always told in sales, don't ask a question if you don't know the answer. You know, you always have to make sure that you have a quick retort and a fast response. But you're talking about teaching advisors in a systematic way to actually build a relationship with, and it works. I mean, was it just massive trial and error? Was this, I mean, help us understand a little bit more about the onus of, of these questions. And if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to maybe give us a couple of the questions so my listeners can chew on it. Sure. Absolutely. So first of all, you know, part of this connection process, one of the things you have to do is you know, you have to make sure that you're listening, not just with your ears, but you have to listen with your eyes. You have to listen with your heart, your soul. You have to look into them and lean in and let them know you're, there's nothing else in the world that you're focused on other than that. 
But after you've done that, right, and I don't care how long it takes, you got to get their arms unfolded. you got to get them to the point where they're kind of mirroring your body language and you can see that they're comfortable. And you're asking about things about their family and their history and how, you know, how they came to the area and whatever it is to get them, keep getting them talking. Once you get them talking, then the thing that I always open it up with after we make the connection is the first thing I ask them is I say, is there anything you thought about or talked about on the way over here that you want to make sure that we discuss today? Because here's the thing. If you don't get that out of their head up front, what are they going to be thinking about that entire meeting? You might be going through your agenda. You might be talk, asking them questions and going through the whole fact finder. But what are they really going to be thinking about? That's what they're going to be thinking yep, that about. One so you question. got to get Absolutely. that out of their head. Yep. Yes. And so now here's the key, though is you don't want to dive in and start answering that question right there because it's going to derail your sales process. And it is a process. And there's an order of the questions you want to ask. There's a lot of psychology built into this. I've had Dr. Kerry Johnson. I've had several sales psychologists and just brilliant people that have helped formulate this connection questionnaire over the years. And so you got to stick to the order, but you got to get that out of their head first because they might be hearing you, but they're not going to be listening until they know that what they want to talk about is going to be on that agenda. And so you got to put their mind at ease. Great. We're going to talk about that in today's meeting. Now, one of the questions I'll ask kind of after I get that piece out of the way and a couple others, but I'll share with you a powerful question. And a lot of you have already heard this, but I'm going to share it again for those of you who are, have it or those of you who have, who have not been using it because you got to use this question. And it's called the Dan Sullivan question. So Dan Sullivan is the founder of Strategic Coach. And I've been in his coaching program for like 15 years. And I've been asking this, Dan, or maybe 16, I've been asking this question, the Dan Sullivan question used to be called the R factor and DOS question, but it's where it's known as the three-year question throughout the industry. So what I ask everybody is first what I do after I've made the connection and kind of did some of the stuff I just talked about, I'll look at him and I'll say, you know, do you mind if I ask you a big picture question? And they always say, no, sure. And I lean back and I cross my legs because I want them to understand this is like a conversation and a big picture question. If we were sitting here three years from today and we were looking back to today, what will have needed to happen for you to feel happy about the progress that you've made? So three years from today, looking back to today, what will have needed to happen for you to feel happy about the progress you've made? And I do it just like that. Mm -hmm. I think all that's important. Lean, ask them if, you, if they mind if you ask a big picture question. You cross your legs. You lean back. Let them know it's big picture. Ask the question, and then you quickly do a recap repeat. And then you shut up. And I'll tell you, you're going to get an uncomfortable silence for a lot of people, like even for five seconds, right, which is forever when you're, you know, at, at, you know when you're asking a question like sure. that. But they come back and they will, one of two things will happen when they come back. One, they're going to start rattling off after, and they might say, oh man, that's a great question. And they're going to start rattling off all the stuff 
that's important to them three years from now that you need to help them accomplish. It's their goals. It's their most important goals. That's going to happen or what's going to happen. They're going to be like, what do you mean? You mean financially or, and I say, yes, financially, but also life in general, big picture, everything's important. Money is just to help you get to those goals. So I want to understand everything that's important. And then they'll go ahead and answer that question. You're going to get some of the most valuable information out of that. Now, the only time it doesn't work is if you didn't do a good job making the connection. If you go to that question too early, they're yeah. gonna, they don't trust you yet. You didn't yeah. make the connection. If they're not willing to answer that question, you might as well pack up your uh, yeah. whatever you got, your briefcase, and, and just <laughs> head out the door. Yeah. Because you haven't built built the trust. At that point. And I love the fact that you're talking about building trust and in, in by by listening by listening with more than your ears, that active listening, leaning forward, doing mirroring and matching. All of those things are proven repeatedly by social psychologists. There's a guy named Dr. Robert Cialdini who's got a great book called The Principles yeah. of Influence. I uh, you know, actually He's the master. He, yeah, dude, he, he's yeah, he's absolutely the rock star. When you were up on stage and I was listening to you speak, I, I was writing down some of the things that I remember reading in Cialdini's book. I just love it when I find other well-read professionals who want to learn from other people and then make that accessible and, and digestible for, for our audience, which happens to be financial advisors. Now, do you believe that there's any way that you can build trust and rapport before that person ever sits down and you ask them those questions? What sort of stuff have you found within your practice that works effectively so that you can deepen and, and actually quicken the relationship when the face-to-face -face happens? So the two things that I've, no, three that I've had most success with, and, and you guys, this is not going to be anything new, most of this, these three things. One is, you know, obviously, if it's a referral, right, if you can get a new introduction and you can link that to somebody who already trusts you, had a good experience, for sure, you know, that's a great way to grow your business. That's a major focus that we focus on at the JL Smith Group and that we help advisors and teach advisors how to do because most advisors suck at getting referrals. I used to suck at getting referrals. And so I plugged, you know, we, we were able to plug into an advisor that had an unbelievable system, put our instructional design team on it and build it out into a step-by-step -step process to teach how to get referrals. I run that process myself, learned it from the advisor, built it out in the training. Referrals for sure. No doubt about it. Fantastic way. Grow your business. Number two, educational workshops. I love educating, man. I just love it to death. It's my favorite thing to do, educating and training clients and advisors. It's what I'm 100,000% passionate about. And so if you can get yourself in an educational environment, right? So we do all of our workshops at the local college. And if for whatever reason, we in over time, we can't get into the local college for that date, we're doing it at the library. We're never buying dinners. We're never, ever buying dinners. I told you we brought in 60 million in new assets last year. Not bad, right? And so we're not buying dinners because I feel like it sets a stage like this whole sales kind of environment versus an educational environment. So I think building credibility through taking a more educational approach and not a sales approach, I think that really goes a long way or it's proven to be successful for us and a lot of the advisors that work with us. 
And then, you know, the third thing is, is if you can either write a book or you have the ability to write the process for a book or the forward for a book, uh, that credibility is huge. And so like the bucket plan book, you know, what we've done is advisors that are certified in the best interest process that we, that we teach and train advisors on. It's a designation on the FINRA website, bucket plan certified BPC. But those that go through, go through the two day live training, take the proctored exam and get certified in the sales process, the best interest process that we're talking about. Now, they can write the customized preface for the bucket plan book. So it's a special edition. They write the customized preface. Ed Slot writes the forward. They read the preface by the advisor. Then they can read the book that I wrote around the bucket plan and it pre-sells. So those people that actually take the time to read the book, they come in and they're yeah. ready to go. They're ready to and go. So that's been really helpful. Yep. Those are those are three great, great points. You know, asking for referrals, which you're right, most advisors are terrible at. You know, and two, making sure that you're putting good information out there from an educational standpoint. And then three, the, the book idea, I think is absolutely fantastic. And I love that that's all part of the training system that, that you have created. Now, finally, I want to put you on the spot a little bit, Jason, and, and you can tell me to pound sand if you want. But you said something really early on in the podcast, and I want you to define it a little bit more deeply. When you said you have to wait until they're hugging you with their eyes, some people might not totally understand what that looks like. Can you try to, is it more than a feeling? Help, Help us. I just, you know, wow, that was a, was that a Boston song? Foreigner song, more than a feeling. Sorry. Uh, so more than a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, dude. Talk a little bit more yeah, about that if you don't mind. Head. Yeah, I mean, I think like the way you got to look at it is you got to make that person a friend, right? You know it. You see it. You see it in their eyes, right? When people are 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 they're relaxed, you've created that that feeling of trust. You bond it. You know, there's bonding and rapport that's taken place. And when you see that happen, that's when you move on. See, I think we're, and this is, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'll just, I, from, I've learned it from teaching advisors through the years. I learned it by mistake, right? And I did it myself too. When I started becoming very focused on the process, step by step, this is what you do here. You know, you start running the process. Early on, the thing you got to be very careful for, about is, listen, you're already successful. The people who are investing in themselves, the people who are willing to continue to try to get better and invest in themselves, for example, going through our training, I mean, you're already successful, right? Because that's what, that's what you do. You continue to invest in yourself. So you've gotten to this level, to a certain level of success by being good with people, right? Most likely it was because you were really good with people. And they trust you. But see, if you become robotic and you start just running this process like a robot step by step and you lose touch with the fact, and that's why we call it the connection questionnaire, freaking remind advisors as much as possible. It's all about making the connection. It's first and foremost, the most important thing. But what you're just going to basically see is you will see that look in their body language. It will be a relaxed feeling. You'll get them smiling. You'll get their eyes smiling. You will have made a friend, but don't skip that step. 
right? Don't skip that step. It's funny thing is I said there was no training, but it just, this just popped in my head. When I was taught this med stuff, like sales, whatever, when I was doing door to door, Medicare supplements and home healthcare policies, first it was home healthcare policies when I was 19, literally they said, you got to get it. This is the steps. First, you got to get in. I don't know if I'll remember them all. The second thing, though, was relax the people. And they'd be like, you got to talk about the pictures on the wall or any pictures you can see and ask questions and grandkids and this, that, and the other. It was relax the people. And then it was, I am remembering, it was step the stage. They were like, never go sit on the couch. Always go to the kitchen table. Always go to where they write the checks, right? Because you're at the end of the, the, the meeting, you want them to be writing you a check. So go to where they write the check. That's what set the stage. And then it was do the presentation and then close. And it was like, but there you go. All the way back to the beginning when I was 19 years old, 18, 19 years old, you know, you got to relax the people. Mm-hmm. And so that's it. Yeah, the, the most important step, and it's hysterical. I know that you're not 19 anymore, brother, because I actually know how old you are. But that was a while ago. And that's really impressive that you just remembered all of those steps. But, you know, I part- can't believe I did. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like wait, I'm going to remember. <laughs> all right. Well, as we wrap up today's podcast, for, first off, I want to I want to just kind of go back to a couple of the things because it's important for everybody to to understand the the, the philosophy of why I wanted you to be on the podcast. Because when you have really good marketing on the front end, whether it's the three things that Jason had said, or whether you have a podcast or you do other sorts of communication, social media, whatever, you're doing all of that so that you can not necessarily compact or, or contract that amount of time, but it's easier for you to build that relationship, set those people at ease. Once they're at ease, everything else is a lot easier. Then you ask the big picture question, you know, what do you see in three years? What do we need to do to make you really happy with this relationship or or happy with the results that we're getting you? Because when you ask that results question, you're going to find out what results they're looking for. Now, if they come back and they say, well, you know, I want to be able to stay retired, ding, 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 that's probably a great client. But if you've got another person who comes back and says, well, I'm looking at you getting, you know, for you to get me 12.5% rate of return every single solitary year compounded, you know, for the next 15 years, wow, well, okay, I might need to redirect that client or make them realize that they probably might not be the best client for me. So everything that you do up until the sale is super important. Then when you're in the sales situation, that's when the relationship really solidifies and then you can move on. The other nice thing that happens with what you can learn through this bucket plan, not only designation, but system is how to maintain the relationships. And Jason, we don't have time to talk about that today, but I was really blown away by the fact that your book and the the bucket plan is actually a designation recognized by FINRA, and you had to do a bunch of work on that, right? Do you mind giving us a little background about like what you had to build in order to get it approved there? Yeah, no problem. So, you know, it really all started with the DOL because we knew that we had a really dialed in financial planning process that dotted the I's crossed the T's. Piece. But then at that point, we actually hired a FINRA attorney as well as a, an SEC attorney. And so we had them review the entire process, make sure we dotted I's cross T's. Then we contacted the Department of Labor and we presented our entire process directly to the DOL, showing them what a best interest process actually looks like. And asking them if they could somehow like kind of, you know, give us the sign off. And they're like, yeah, right. So like what we could do 
is we'll go ahead and contact our friends at the SEC. They'll contact you. You can present it to them. Well, those of you who are affiliated with an RIA, you typically want to steer clear of the SEC. But long story short, we actually, we ended up initiating, I'm kind of making light of it, but we did initiate the call with the SEC. We presented the entire process directly to the SEC. And we said, listen, guys, like, if you find that this process, in your opinion, does meet the best interest standard for the client, you know, is there something you could give us in writing? And they said, no, but what we can do, because you guys are affiliated, affiliated with an RIA, is you're familiar with what a deficiency letter is. We're going to give you a deficiency letter if it doesn't. And we're like, oh, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, that's not what we wanted here. Well, the good thing was, is you fast forward, we never got that deficiency letter. We went on to apply through FINRA, take our whole sales process, which is actually a financial planning process, but as much of anything, a sales process. And we designated it as the best interest process, went through the whole, pro I mean, it's a pretty detailed, took about a year to get through that whole FINRA application and review and modifications and all that good stuff. But really, they didn't have any modifications, which was awesome. They had some tweaking of what we were naming it and, and how we were using the verbiage, but absolutely nothing changed in the course and how we teach it, which was awesome. Well, now for those of you who don't know, we're going to put all of the show notes in the show notes, all of the links to everything that Jason's talking about, because they went that extra mile to make sure that you were going to have formalized education with a proctor test at the end to make sure that you're doing a proven and best interest financial planning model for, for your clients. You know, there have been a lot of selling systems that have come across my desk and many desks over the years, but I have yet to see one that integrates the financial planning, like a real financial planning process and also a great sales process. So Jason, I personally want to thank you for doing that because I know that there's a lot of new agents and advisors out there that really need help with this. They're not getting that assistance from their mentors or from the people who've hired them. And I'm very grateful that somebody like you has taken the time to really put this stuff down. So thanks for that, dude. Oh, thank you, man. And the key is, I do want to just add a quick comment here is like, guys, don't get overwhelmed if up to this point in your career, you've been more of an asset gatherer. And I don't care if you're mm -hmm. gathering assets into life insurance, into annuities, into managed money, into mutual funds, whatever it is, if you are an asset gatherer up to this point, you know where this industry is going. You know where the puck is going. It's a planning first approach. Yeah. And so the one of the reasons we built this thing is it's simplified. There's no complex financial planning software. You don't have to spend six, eight hours mining Carlo and everything out. But what you just all you got to do is follow the process, ask all the questions, use the tools, and then the client is going to end up with a customized bucket plan that's in their best interest. And you're going to end up closing the business and getting, getting, the, uh, getting the sale. Yeah. Now, Jason, if anybody wants to uh, reach out to you or to find out more about this, what, what is the best way for them to do that? So the website is clarity two with the number two prosperity.com. And the other way is if you wanted to reach out to me directly, I'll give my email address and it's J the letter J Smith at C2P enterprises.com. So okay. C number two 
www.ppenterprises.com. And then you can also call the 800 number if you look us up on the website that I don't have memorized. Yeah, we'll make sure we get that in the show notes, brother. <laughs> well, Jason, thank you so, so much for, for being on the show today. And uh, thank you for all of your hard work and your interest in helping advisors become even better. Thanks for having me. This is fun. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come up with a new podcast, it'll help directly on your listening device. And if you know a new advisor or agent who really is struggling, who needs help at what to do and what to say when they are in front of people and even how to get in front of people, please, please check out the links in the show notes because I truly believe that what Jason and his team have, have, have created here is a game changer and can truly, truly help you as an advisor be the best you can be. So for everybody at the Buck and Plan, Clarity to Prosperity and the JL Smith Group, this is Matt Haller. And guess what? We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.